That's that's the theme song. It right? is the theme song. What was the theme song? What was the my? No, no, no. Well, that was the good one. Yeah. What? Hey, ask gapers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who me? Yes, you. <laughs> this this could work for ask gapers. Hey, ask gapers. Who me? Sounds like the opening to a current affair. Mm. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, dig it. Ooh. I thought you would like this. Yeah, man. So that is Starcadian. All right, and is Starcadian the name of the dude? It's uh, that's his stage name. Yeah, like I, I don't know that he's even on stage anywhere. But have you met this Starcadian? I've talked to him online a little bit. I picture uh, him looking like Starman from the Nintendo Pro Wrestler game. <laughs> it was pink with the star in his he's face. Actually, if you look at his website, he's using the uh, oh. Last Starfighter font. Yes, he is. And. Uh, I, I found this guy uh, <coughs> through, I think it was Reddit, but they there was a video that he did, uh, which I will sh- I will probably link to. Mm. Um, I actually asked him this week if if we could use this for the podcast. I like it um, because I want to talk about nostalgia, okay. and this guy is tapping into that. With this music, like the totally the um, what's this shit called? Nerdcore? Or no, that's rap. Nerdcore, but like the eight bit music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck is that shit called? Eight bit music. Eight bit music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. So, so but anyway, that makes sense. So this guy, the the Just video pot, that pot it up again. Hold on. I want to hear. It. This is a track called Sergeant Tagowski. It's got like a thriller back end to it. So the the whole the whole album is a concept album based on him making a, a movie soundtrack. So this is a movie soundtrack to this movie that he has in his head. Um, but the uh, the video is basically a scene from the movie, and it. it I came about. I, we should probably just interview this guy. Yeah. Um, my understanding is that the video came about because he wanted to make a, a movie with this song, but not this song, the, another one. Um, but he, his a buddy of his, found on like Craigslist uh, half of a cockpit for like two hundred dollars. What the fuck? <laughs> like a jet cockpit. No, was it was it bisected? Like down the middle? Yeah, down the middle. So you got like a left side or the yeah, right, right side of the cockpit? Exactly, exactly. Because it would suck if you bought half a cockpit and it was <laughs> the back. the back. Half. Yeah. No. That would be so shitty. I guess it's like, I guess he had like half of, he bought half of a cockpit on <clears throat> on eBay or Craigslist or something. And uh, so 
he made this video, and it's actually, I think it's this song that's coming up. Um, I say we play him the whole episode. Yeah. Can we yeah, do that? Yeah, he, that's he said it was cool. Nice. Um, and so the beginning of the video is... It sounds like Star Trek or E.T. Is him in the cockpit, and he puts in a, a, three, a 3.5 inch floppy into one of the slots, and the singer comes on, and it's a low-poly head that's in the middle of the cockpit that he did with mm. CGI. <clears throat> it's a really cool video. It's really fun. And it totally taps into that feeling of, you know, going back to childhood and, and, and the video itself. Starcadia. Starcadian. Mm. Starcadian, okay. The video itself starts with like a VHS intro with like a dee dee da da dee like and, and the what, no what is that that you just did <laughs> like you know like like TriStar kind of like oh, you know like home video kind yeah, of feel yeah like and it's got like the the VHS lines on it just listen to this I need to relax and get rid of my we're not hearing much bass there but I'll link to it and you guys can check it out <laughs> There it is. I like your bass. I want to work with this dude. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he'd we, he would do commission work? Like Askapers? <laughs> he needs to do a track called Askapers. I, I want to do an old school eight bit Askapers track. No vocals, and just see what he comes up with. Oh God. Oh. So anyway, I love this idea. So anyway, the and this shit is great. Isn't it cool? I could totally run to this. I just, I, I actually, I've been listening to it, like, just going to the Bandcamp page and streaming it, and I didn't realize that I'd never bought it. So today yeah. I bought it, because I, I, I've listened to it enough. I should, should buy it. So, um, But the, I was thinking, I've been thinking a lot about nostalgia, because I, I went to see uh, Mad Max. Hell yes, you did. And don't, I... Don't break my heart. I had never seen Mad Max. All, any of them? None of them. I, I saw I saw Thunderdome, like in pieces. That's the shittiest one. Okay. Well, I had no, I had no like, I really had no preconceived frame notion. Of, frame of reference or pre- okay. preconceived notion. Well, this but one is the best one. You've seen it. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I yeah. saw it. It's so good. What do you think of Rotten Tomatoes putting it on their top ten of all time? Uh, I that, didn't I, know that. I think that that's a little much. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that good. No. But it's. It's a lot of fun. I mean, maybe it's that good, but I don't think you can put anything on the top ten greatest films of all time until you've had a few years to process it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. So what? So you wanted to talk about nostalgia as it relates to Mad Max, which is a franchise you have never seen before. <laughs> no, because because I know that it, it holds that because it, all week or for the last two weeks on Facebook, I've seen people talking about how they felt about the originals. Yeah. And and how they felt about this one and and. You know, it's just lately there's there's so much there's so much that is for good or bad penetrating our our culture of tapping into that tapping into that sense of nostalgia and you know you've got fucking cynical Adam Sandler making a that pixel movie that looks yeah. looks like yeah. the ultimate piece of shit, but but what will, if Adam but, Sandler wasn't in that trailer? 
Would you still think that? Or would you just be I like... I might not. That's kind you're of right. fucking weird. I, haven't, I hadn't thought about that, but you're, you're totally right. I you might never not. know. Uh, but we, because he is, it, yeah. it seems like a cynical grab. It, it seems like a, the same kind of thing as Michael Bay with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that just... I haven't, I haven't seen it, but it uh, looks yeah. like a cynical... Grab for money. What do you mean a cynical grab? Like it, it's not—it's not this. This what we're listening to right. is absolutely sincere, and you can tell listening to it. This is something that this guy—it's just him mm. with maybe some some of a friend or two that are singing on it on mm. the whole album. But it's all him. But that doesn't have anything to do with what you're trying to say, though. Like the production value or what. Like it just being this dude doesn't. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying that it. You can tell from the the content of it and and the heart that goes into it that this is something that he felt strongly enough about. Even if it's not nostalgia, uh-huh. that it's it's something he felt that kind that sound that that vision. It's something that he felt strongly enough about that it comes through in the product, whereas. Something like Transformers has a nostalgic value to it, but it looks like a cynical take on it. Like, a, we're only doing this because there are people who will consume it, and so it, we're going to do it for them because a, we know they want it. It's a cash grab. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's a, in terms of being cynical, I mean... So let me ask you this. Where does the new Muppet movie... Launch fall on this spectrum. I, I mean, because clearly they got to make money. But I think you can tell from Jason Siegel that it's that it's sincere. It comes you know? from yeah. It I, comes I, from a place of this is what I loved. This is what I loved about it. This is what I'm going to do. But the based dif- on that love, the difference between these things that we're talking about and Mad Max is that Mad Max. The things we're talking about now are expressions of fans' love for something from the past. Right. Mad Max is made by the, the original guy. director. Right. This is just right. a continuation of that guy's vision. Right. right. You know? I mean, the way we feel about it is nostalgic, but it's just him continuing, doing, following his vision, which right. is what makes it so perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. so... It's so, like the shots and the, the just the, the the concepts and everything. It's the kind of thing that if somebody else was helming it, you just couldn't fake. You would see the difference. You would uh-huh. feel it, and you just don't. It, it's so clearly George Miller and his vision. Okay, see, I really need to awesome. go back and watch them. What's what's your take on uh, on Max? I mean, is it is he doing? Is he doing Mel Gibson? Is he yeah. doing himself? Is he is he doing his own version of that character? Oh, oh. Or is he channeling? Oh, that's a good question. Because, I mean, like, if you look at the newer Star Trek, yeah. Carl Urban is doing DeForest yeah. Kelly. No, I don't think you know? he is doing, I don't think he's doing that at all. You think he's doing Bones? No, no, no. I think Carl Urban is, but oh, I, okay, I don't think okay. that uh, Tom Hardy is doing that. I, okay. Because in the, I mean, because... Gibson was uh, flippant and quirky and okay. had a sense of humor sometimes. And, like, 
uh, he was just this fucking beaten down shell of a guy. Yeah. Like, like when he says his name, I feel I think it's important because up until that moment, he may have forgotten. Okay. You know, yeah, like yeah. he was just this empty fucking thing. Yeah. And finally, he's starting to remember who he was. Okay. But it's worth going back and watching the first three movies for because you get the arc behind it. Because the first movie, he's this fun, kind of upbeat guy. He's in love. He's got a wife and like a kid and a dog and mm-hmm. like everything is good. I mean, it's still like a fucked up world, but he's a real person. Okay. And then in The Road Warrior, he's this empty, dark, just guy out trying to survive. Because in the first movie, his whole family is killed. Okay. And everything is taken from him. And that's what he becomes, the Road Warrior. And so that's Is it, it like in the beginning of the movie, or is it... No, that's the end of the movie. I just, the I just ruined the entire movie. Sweet. <laughs> um, Spoilers. Yeah. But, but I like seeing that, because then you see this arc. So when you see him in Road Warrior, and he's just this, like, vacant dude... You remember him then, and when you see flickers of humanity in him, uh-huh. you you know the the humanity, okay. the person. Fucking awesome. Huh. But just the ideas in that fucking movie, like like the, the what the what are the boys called the uh, war, war boys. boys? Yeah, and they're like like to drive a car, they've got to go get a steering wheel. Yeah, and like pay benediction to the V eight guy. Yeah, holy. And, and the the thing I, I actually saw somebody like who didn't get the spray paints the, the chrome the chrome and and I, I I had I saw their comment before I saw the movie yeah. and then I went wait a minute how did you not get that he's yeah. he's giving them he's giving them absolution to go to Valhalla he's saying you know when they do that they right. know they're they're going yeah they know they're going off to you know do their <laughs> their warriors' dinner in Valhalla. Yeah, they're they're um, suicide pilots at that point. Right, you know, right. Dying for something beyond. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It, I, and w- and when that gets taken from them, yeah, like the the, the how ho- awful that would be. Yeah, know? how hollow their life would be awesome. after that. I want to have sex with one armed Charlie Theron. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will have sex with. No limbed Charlie's thing. Okay, just it, this is a break from what we're talking about, but uh, I just heard the news today that they're considering her for Captain Marvel. Perfect. And Angelina Jolie is director. What has she directed? I I don't know. Did she direct Girl Interrupted? <laughs> no, I don't know. No, actually, I think she might have directed the the one about the the changeling. Is that the what it's called? The changeling. The, the one where the kid comes back and it's not her kid? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I don't know if that was her directing or know. not. It was a period piece. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that movie. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. No. Yeah. I, but, you know, I, the thing... What it, movie is she up to direct? Captain Marvel. Yeah, so they want a female director. Yeah, but that, I think, they only want a female director because... WB is doing a female director for Wonder Woman. Are they still? Because the other one walked off. She's gone. I think they're still they looking an, for someone. To I do think it. they're. Yeah. I, I don't think they. I think it's a a major political mm-hmm. uh, issue if they if they allow a man to helm that yeah. any of those properties. Right. But maybe if a woman does a bad job and a man walks in and takes it over and does it better. That's an even worse thing yeah. to happen. So, like, yeah. if they're going through directors, 
maybe they should just pick the right director yeah. instead of worrying about that. That came out wrong. That wasn't what I what I meant. It wasn't like a man is going to show somebody up. But now they're so limited yeah. as to who is going to. Maybe they're not that limited. Well, I, guess. I mean, I, I only if only you know, if you I retract that. that. No, I think that that's what they need to do. Yeah. I think that's what that's what they need. To well, do. it's it it makes sense because and and at this point they have to because they've said they would. So yeah, and it's but didn't a woman direct Judge Dread? Was that the same woman? Did a woman direct Judge Dread? The first one? No, or just Dread. Dread. The kick-ass one from a few years I ago. I don't know. I think that was directed by a woman. I don't know. And and that woman is an ass kicker. What the <laughs> fuck is she doing? That that movie was amazing. It really was amazing. And um, I, don't, I don't think we'll see another one. Okay, so so your nostalgia notion. The the other thing that the interesting thing that in the last couple of weeks I read an article that was saying that for for a long time. We thought that the psychological uh, world thought that nostalgia was a bad thing, and they treated it like a disorder. Really? Yeah, because they, they, they associated it with depression and with um, notions of uh, discontent. Like Jesus, you, you you were you were thinking about the past because you were un, unhappy with the fu- with the present uh-huh. or worried about the future, and. They've come to change their minds about that, and they're they're saying now that it's a very important part of our psychological well-being mm. that we we cling to good memories in the past in times of in times of hardship or for security. But we also just do it in our everyday because we need to connect all the time with where we've been. And, okay. and emotionally, it really does a lot of good to cement our interpersonal relationships and the we use it to connect with each other on oh, things yeah. that we loved, we both loved. The idea know, of shared nostalgia is so massively important now. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the cornerstones of our friendship. Right. Right. You know, yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely, because it's more than just a shared liking for something. See, and I totally agree with you on this. This, like, I think about this all the time. The, I guess this isn't nostalgia, but nostalgia is an example of this. The idea, the importance of shared cultural experiences. Mm-hmm. Everybody being afraid to go in the pool after seeing Jaws. Yeah, you know, everybody crying when ET dies. Like, the idea that everyone we ever met had that experience yeah, yeah is so unifying and important and we don't really pay attention to it in the context of movies and things like that but mm-hmm. that's exactly what nostalgia is this this idea of an emotional thing that multiple people can experience mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, think and, that, and I think that matters it, it also connects generations too because i've like um i re- just a the example that comes to mind is i wrote a song when I was in Stripped, the acapella group, mm. and it was a song called uh, "Dump Your Boyfriend," mm. and it was a song about it, it, the the lyric was "Dump your boyfriend and move in with me," and it, basically, what what good is he? You know, you should come, you should come hang with me, and it was funny. It was had a lot of had a lot of goofiness in it, uh-huh. and after one of our one of our shows, uh, this older guy came up to me and he just said. 
I loved that. It, in, at one point in the song, I the the bridge talks about Chuck Taylors and and oh. how they're and 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 they're not the they're not the shoes with the gel in the sole. They're the the real deal, the Chuck Taylors. And and so he he came up to me afterwards and he said just said. I just wanted I wanted you to know that that song I, I I remember feeling that feeling, of of being so into a girl who was totally not into me, mm-hmm. and and your use of the Chuck Taylor was the thing that really hooked me. Like I I was I with see. he said I was with you, I was with you all through the song, but then in the bridge you you brought it back to the Chuck Taylor, and I had Chuck Taylors as a kid. And and my mom had to had to scrounge together money to get Chuck Taylors, and so it was such a big deal. And mm-hmm. and your use of this of that in the middle of the song hit me in the heart, you know. And so that's an interesting idea using nostalgia for something other than like applying nostalgia to something new. Like what that's what the mu- that's what this music is. You yeah. know, taking this nostalgia connection we have with something and doing something new with it. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't the nostalgia for Chuck Taylors that he took away from that. It was the nostalgia for Chuck Taylors that connected him to the thing and made him feel it on a deeper on level. On a different level, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I, that is pretty cool. It's just, it, it, I, think it's, I think it's something that I think we don't necessarily think about all the time. And mm. I think it's worth, it's worth thinking about because it might make you feel better. You know, it might, <laughs> it might make you... It might make you realize the nostalgia that you're building right now with in your life with with the people that are around you. I think about you know? that a lot too. Like, I think it's time for me to have some whiskey. <laughs> um, you need anything, sir? I'm good. The idea that everybody, everybody that we know wept. When we heard him say, Chewy, we're home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody. 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 We and all everybody wept just place. as hard yeah. when they saw how shitty Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls was. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there was no nostalgia. It, it was that was reverse. Yeah. I mean it was we felt nostalgia through the whole movie and it was right. painful. It was painful. <laughs> yeah, it was eviscerated. We were we were injured. And and but before the movie came out. Before Crystal Skull came out, seeing photos of um, uh, uh, Indy yeah. and Marion, yeah, holy yeah. shit! It yeah, was just like I have to, I have, I have to, to see, see this. this. I love these people, and I love, I feel their love. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and and then when Marion has nary a word to be said oh, in the God whole film. And when she does, you wish she wouldn't open her mouth. Yeah. I mean, I, it was it, it was so painful. And and you know the same the same thing we felt when when Phantom Menace came oh, out. Oh fuck it that! Was, I mean, you you saw the things that you wanted to see, and then when it came out, you were like, yeah. Okay. There was no nostalgia in that movie. No, there was no. none. Um, I mean, not not even the score really. How do you feel about X Files coming back? I'm very conflicted about this. I, I'm glad that they're bringing it. They're bringing it back as a series now, right? Yeah, it's like six episodes. Yeah. I'm glad they've chosen to do that rather than Versus do a movie. Movie, because I don't think the movie would have worked very well. I didn't even see the last one. It wasn't great. Yeah. 
It's it no, it wasn't it wasn't all that good. And I just I just think that the time has passed for that. I hmm. it was never a movie to begin with. Right. Um, and I think that you think the time has passed for a movie. Uh, yeah, I or, or for the X Files completely. I think I almost thought the time has passed for the X Files completely. But I think the more I think about it, if they're going to do a TV show, I think they can make it work. Yeah. I think they can connect yeah. us with it again. I, but I'm, if they're going to try and make me care in two hours right. and bring a new audience in, it's just not going to fucking happen. It's yeah. like this Entourage movie. Why the fuck is there an Entourage movie at yeah. this point? It's too late. It's just too late. Right. Nobody yeah. cares anymore. Yeah, I, I, when I saw, I actually heard the, heard the genesis of the X Files thing with Nerdist. Uh, Jillian Anderson did a Nerdist podcast. Yeah, I, I think I listened to that. And throughout Nerdist, they were talking. They she she kind of, I don't know. Chris Hardwick said something like, "Would you guys ever do it again?" And she said, "I don't know. Would you want us to?" Oh, yeah, I and remember they, this. They both. I think it was just him and the other guy. One of the one of the other guys. Usually, it's Matt. Uh, it was probably Matt Mar. Um, but he. They both said, "Oh my God, yes!" And then they set up a hashtag. They said, mm-hmm. "If you guys want it, hashtag X Files 2015." And shitloads of people did. Right on. And so then Fox came up and said, "Okay, well, we'll talk about it." There's some money. Yeah. <laughs> Will somebody please pick up that money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just lying there. Right. Um but you know, and then and then to see to see David Duchovny say on his Twitter, "Scully, are you there? It's me, Mulder." Yeah, that was fucking I cool. I mean, holy shit. I get chills thinking about that just the fucking, fucking cool. tweet. Yeah. It's like uh, it for me those two have never been as good as when they were together on that show. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, Duchovny's well, done some great shit. Really? Like Californication is really cool. I only cool. saw a couple episodes of that, and I wasn't impressed. I I, 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 I guess my, I have my, not my, seen it my all, argument so. isn't that... I still think that was the best thing they did. Mm-hmm. But as, as performances go, I think they're... I, Duchovny is a way fucking better actor now than he was on the X-Files. He was not that good of an actor right, on the X-Files. Right. So I think that they're bringing a lot more to it now. Yeah. I think I definitely think it was probably the best thing they did. But yeah. performance-wise, they've grown. For yeah. sure they've grown. Well, she's and and I and you know, now that I say it, the it's probably the stupidest thing I could say cuz I I haven't seen Hannibal. I haven't seen what she's doing now. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, but I've, I bet I you s- she's better. I've it. seen a couple of of BBC things that she did, and she was okay. Some really stiff performances yeah. on that show, man. Really stiff oh, on, performances on X Files. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, maybe, and like I say, maybe it's maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe maybe my vision of things. And and here's the other the other thing that that makes me think about this is that I'm rereading Interview with a Vampire. Okay. And how does I'm, that hold up? I haven't read that since I was about 23. I'm I'm finding like so. So, I read over our when we went to Disney, uh, and then we went to Fort Lauderdale after. In the car and um, in the hotel, while we were at the beach and stuff, I was reading the newest one, the Prince Lestat, that just oh, yeah, it just came that. out. It's I was reading it in a hardcover. What is that? Is that the fifth in the series? Uh, it ref- it like the fifth in that direct series because they were like series, the yeah. offshoots and like the witches shit. The witches have, were whatever those fucking witch books were; those were good. Well, that's the thing is that this book, 
ties all of those series together. What about the Jesus book? Does it tie the Jesus book no. together too? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because oh. no. that would be fantastic. <laughs> Jesus shows up. Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey guys. But that book, and this I, is my jazz I book. as I was reading that book, I was thinking to myself, yeah, she's still long-winded. She's, and I remember her being long-winded and mm-hmm. super complex descriptions that don't need to be super complex. And you mean like George Martin? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But it, with her, it's more florid. It's more, uh, more. She's more concerned with flowery language and flowery details uh-huh. than she is with uh, necessarily plot or telling the story that is at hand. Style over substance. Yeah, yeah. And and it's, you know, I, I still like it. It's it's still appealing to me. And I I mean, I like Nabokov, for God's sakes. It's, he's the king of that. You mm. know, just where you sit there and he's, you know, talking about a, a girl's eyes and it's been three paragraphs already. But And she's 12. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking of a different book, but the one about his sister. Um, his 12-year-old sister? <laughs> no. It, that it, is the most fucked up Nabokov <laughs> book. The, it's uh, called Ada. It's a, a story about a brother and sister who are in love with each other. Mm. Um, but the... Ooh. What the fuck was I saying? Mm. Um, mm. So mm. reading that book Sorry. made me think, well, you know what? I, should, I actually bought my wife... The interview series with the the, the trilogy, the the first three, mm-hmm. and I really remember. I remember liking interview, but I really remember loving Lestat, the second one. And, yeah, and I think I like interview better. Really, but I don't. You know, I I think I, think I read was, the first three. I think it was actually uh, you know where I was in life. Yeah. I, re- I remember I remember my bedroom where I was reading it. At my dad's house, and and I remember him being into it, and so I have a connection with him and those books, and so it's even it's it, as I'm rereading, I'm I'm only like I don't know 50 pages in the interview, but I'm remembering that feeling and connecting with my father because I I was young and he was giving me books of that he was into, yeah. and so I was connecting him with him on that level, and so but at the same time as I'm reading, it, I'm going, yeah. It doesn't really connect with me as much as I thought it would. You know, I find myself going, yeah, it's okay, but I'm not not loving it. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I'm only 50 pages in, and so maybe, maybe it will. And the other thing that's weird is I'm connecting it with the movie, too. Yeah, you can't help but do that now. Now you, now you do that. Yeah. I, I read it before I me saw too. the movie. And so now I see Tom Cruise, and I'm like... And maybe maybe that's shading it. Maybe that's I fucking hate that. Like even Game of Thrones now. Yeah. Reading the future, you know, books past the series, and having started the books before ever seeing any of the series. That's it's all. Have you you read Dance yet? No, no. I still I get halfway through book four and <laughs> I, and, and I give up. I've given Just up three fuck times. Book four. You don't have to read book four. I've given up three. <laughs> Times I'm, I literally Fuck that like book. 250 pages into book four and I've just put it the fuck you down. You just don't need to. It's so so brutal. It's horrible. No, uh, no, no. Forget that. Just read I, read book five. I think maybe the reason I liked Interview more than Lestat is because I like books where you're discovering this world. So Interview is all sort of like 
he's discovering this. You're, you're learning about the culture and this whole world of, you know, this fantasy world that's happening around us all the time. Yeah. And then when you hit Lestat, you're in that world, and it's just the story happening within it. But that, like the first Harry Potter book, yeah. him realizing there is this world of fucking mm-hmm. wizards and you having this, going down this journey with him of, of discovery, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. What about, nostalgically, <clears throat> the remake of one of my favorite films of all time, Big Trouble in a Little China, featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson? I had no idea I such a thing was going to exist. Week. I did. And I'm so conflicted about it. Boy. I'm conflicted about it for two reasons. Oh. One, I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I really like he's that good. guy. And I want him to succeed, and I know he's a big fan of Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. And you, then you could see it. It makes yeah. sense. So I would love for this to work. And he's a big geek. And I don't want to be one of those dicks that hopes it fails. Right, right. Because two, my, my, the second reason, the Fright Night remake. The Fright Night remake is great. I, and I fucking love the original Fright Night. I didn't Night. see the Fright Night remake. With Colin Farrell? No, I didn't see it's it. It's really Is fucking it good? good. It's really good. I great. think I didn't see it specifically because I love the original so much. You got to see it. Okay. It's a little scarier, a little less comedy. Okay. They go, they do something different with it, but it's still Fright Night. It's okay. Jerry Dandridge, and it's fucking, it's really good. So, okay. So you know it can happen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And especially something, but, I, but something like Big Trouble in Little China, the mm. reason it works what are you doing? I'm just realized um, I didn't lock my car. The reason it works is not because the story is great. And yeah, it's not. It's not even because Kurt Russell is great, which he is. It's because John Carpenter had this weird fucking vision. Yeah. So if you change that, you're going to need to totally change the, the core. Does Carpenter have anything to do with it? I don't think so, but I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, the... the the when they did the thing again, mm. that was a prequel. Yeah, still. But it was exactly the same movie. Yeah. But at least in my head, it was like they're not remaking the. Like I would way rather if they're going to remake the movie. Don't tell me you're remaking it. You know, if you want to tell the same story twice and then pretend it's something else, at least I can. I don't know. I felt better about that. Did you see the re- they're doing it? Yes. Well, it, it, it keeps getting fucked up now because the director wanted to do two pictures, one when they were young and one when they were older. Right. And that's, what, that's the last I heard. And now they're waffling on the budget, and he might be pulling out of it now, or oh. he might have just pulled out of it. I was just listening to some news on this. It is not that great. I, you know, I really love the, the first half where they're kids. Yeah. And, but the adult portion is not that not that good to me. And then it's the big fucking spider. Yeah, the the yeah, I, I I the whole thing is problematic to do. And I remember getting to the end of the book and with the star turtle and all that and just going, huh? It's just like it it yeah. it peters off at the end and, and well, as King tends to do, it's it's the endings are not as important to him as the journey. Totally. You know, they're absolutely. He does that with the stand too. Yeah. And Dark Tower. I mean, it's... It yeah, I finally finished that series. <laughs> <laughs> did. Did I finish it before or after we finished the podcast? 
I might have been. No, you, yeah, we did talk about it. I think. You know, I was thinking the other day how fun it, it would be if we just pretended that we ha- that that two and a half years hadn't elapsed, and it was actually like two and a half years ago, and we were just talking about shit that's going on, like I don't know, like things shit look, that was going you know, on two years ago. Oh, well, like like yeah, things look bad in the Ukraine. Hope that works out. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to work out just fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Actually, yeah. it wasn't even an issue then. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, you're going to see that or no? Yeah, I'll probably see What it. about the Gremlins remake? Oh, fuck, you're not kidding me. I am not kidding. I mean, oh, it, how could you no. possibly... Like, I'm more surprised by the Big Trouble in Little China remake than I am by the Gremlins remake. Like, who the fuck... How, you put Gremlins, you put Gizmo... On screen, and people are gonna buy shit. Yeah, they are. They're gonna go see that fucking yeah, movie. It's Big not Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like what they are you live. Gonna do? Merchant, <laughs> merchandise a, a Eye of the Beholder. Right. <laughs> right. Man, it did look like an Eye of the Beholder, uh, beholder didn't it? Is that, isn't uh, it? I like thought that's D&D, what it was. It looks like a D&D Beholder, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, they're, they're remaking Gremlins. Oh, Jesus. And it's, it's st- shocking to me that they haven't done Jaws yet either. Well, Jaws is coming out in the theaters again. Yeah, the re-release. The re-release, yeah. Right. I'm torn on whether I'm going to take Miles to see that or not. Because uh, he's, he's old enough. He's more than old enough. But it's going to fuck up his summer. Yeah. He won't go in the he pool. He won't go swimming. Yeah. He's, he's so timid. He won't. Yeah. He, when I saw Jaws, I wouldn't even. I didn't even like taking a bath because I thought he was going to come through the wall to get me. <laughs> I, see, I saw it older. I didn't, I didn't see it when I was a kid. I think the the... Movies that I saw around that age, around Miles's age, was Alien and Terminator yeah. and Terminator Two. Terminator is coming out again. Yeah, they're doing Gremlins. That's coming out again. Yeah, you, you know the the Fathom events. They they run the. Oh, you they're do, doing a re-release. Right, they're re-releasing Terminator. They're re-releasing Gremlins, Spaceballs. Well, when's the when's the new the new Terminator flick coming out? I think it's next weekend. Is it really? Sometime soon. Okay. I could not care less about yeah. that movie. Like, I, did, I really, I really... I didn't see Salvation. I I didn't see it either. I'm stunned by, um, despite all of their special effects and everything, they managed to, to take Khaleesi from Game of Thrones and make her look homely. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, you could make... She's so fucking hot. Why would they do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they. Or would. maybe it just turned out that uh, she just really looks bad as a brunette. Well, that's her normal hair color. It sucks for her. <laughs> that's so sad for her. Didn't you love that? Didn't you love seeing the two of them together? Who Arnold and? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, uh, Daenerys and Tyrion. I'm I'm not watching the oh, show. You're not watching. No. Oh. No, I'm not watching the show. Why does Tyrion fuck her? No. Oh, because that no. would have been insane. <laughs> she, it's, what, it's, your, it's what you want, really. So she crosses the sea. No, no, she has. He, he, he does. He does. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm not going to say any more because holy shit! If you and you haven't read the book, so it. Th- this I really want him to. It fuck hasn't her. happened in the books yet. That's okay. the thing. That, and it, maybe it won't. Well, no. It. Well, I guess it kind of. Anyway. It, it, there is lots that's happening in the in the show that hasn't happened in the books, and and won't happen in the books. You sure it won't happen in the books? There's I, this this probably will, but there's other stuff that won't. Like, do you? Where are you? Ha, ha, 
has Hardhome happened in the book? I don't fucking remember. You don't remember. Okay. Never mind. Let's let's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I was you thinking said, about nostalgia. Okay. Your nostalgia idea. Okay. And then Miles got in the car today and today was field day. Uh which really made me start thinking about all of this shit. Okay. Fucking field day. Field day. Remember how exciting field day was? Yeah. And it was dumb. It was really fucking dumb. What even happened on field day? Well, we when we went to school, you, there would be all these events, right? So there'd be like the 50-yard dash and like like how many times can you jump or something. Right, I don't fucking right. like and you just jump and jump and jump and then there'd be some your gym teacher would count I don't know how many times can you jump is, was the thing. But, <laughs> you did the ropes. And at Whittier, yeah. yeah. How many times can you jump was a big deal. He's going to, what, Fairmont now? Indian Trail. Okay. Um, but he came home and he's like, yeah, uh, we painted and then we rode tricycles. And then we had a game where we tried to hold a sponge over our heads and not get water on us. Like, that's not a fucking field day. Like, field day was the sh- It We got all excited for it, but at least for me, I don't know about you. I'm banking on you, too. Yeah. That kind of sucked. Yeah. Like, everybody's <laughs> getting ribbons and shit. Yeah, I think I got a couple ribbons, but it was mostly mostly other kids, other faster kids getting ribbons. And yeah, the really spazzy, skinny ones. <laughs> yeah. And they'd come out, and they'd be like, oh, I'm going to fucking dominate and... Well, actually, you know what? I, I I had a I had a leg up on those kids because in terms of a sprint, I was the tallest kid in the class. Mm. In 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 Miles grade, I was I was absolutely they fucking called me Frankenstein. I was that tall. People still call you that. Uh, that's for a different reason. Um so I didn't know you were a giant when you were a kid. When I was in elementary school, I it everybody caught up to me in junior high. Oh man. I can visualize it, and it is fucking hilarious. I was the biggest kid. Hey guys, I was the biggest. Why y'all kid? running away? <laughs> totally. Don't get your pitchforks. No, no, don't get your torches. <laughs> the, 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 the greatest thing was that I didn't. I had I had this like I had these long arms. Oh, and I had no man. control over oh. anything, so I was constantly. I had these. I had these tiny friends. Like all my friends were the fucking you know wimps and yeah. and nerds. And they were all tiny. And so, like, we would be playing, and, and we'd be playing tag or whatever the fuck. And I would, with my long string bean arms, I would knock them over. And I'm so I remember, sorry. I'd be like, oh, please don't tell. I didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> and I remember this one, this one time. I, I went to summer camp one year, and then I came back. And at summer camp, I had been taught this one, like, was this sleepaway summer camp? No, okay. no, no. It was it was a day camp. But I, I was taught this one jujitsu move, <laughs> where, where you where you push somebody and you sweep their leg out from underneath them. Uh-huh. Like you you pull you pull their leg with with your leg. You hook them and, and you, then push them. Yeah, hook them and push them. And and I don't know if it's fucking jujitsu, but that, that's like, that's what yeah. I was told what it was. And so. I was showing my friend this, but I was an idiot, and I did it on the blacktop. I thought you, man, I really thought you were going to say black kid. I really did. And it's just all these white kids, 
and the biggest <laughs> white kid goes over and does a jujitsu move to the on one black guy black in Downers kid. Grove. Yeah. No, actually, our our elementary school didn't have any black kids in it. Yeah, because of the incident. <laughs> it was all my fault. <laughs> yeah, man. They so, helicoptered that poor kid out. He's like. Get this out of here. And, and none of my people will ever come here again. Uh, so so I did this to my friend, and he ended up with, you know, a big fucking lump on his head. Mm. And he's crying, and I'm like, I'm like grabbing him by the chest. I'm like, please, please don't tell. I, it was an accident. I'm sorry. 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 And, uh, did he tell? No. No, actually, he didn't. But so... What the, where the fuck was I going? <laughs> I don't know, but I love every part of this story. <laughs> oh, field day. Yeah. So yeah. So because of that, I because I did have long arms and long legs, I did get a few medals in in fucking hundred meter dash or whatever. Because it only took me four steps. Fuck that, man. <laughs> the only medals I was getting was were like masturbating before breakfast. <laughs> like I could, I could. I was getting triple medals in masturbating before breakfast. So what was I still it? get triple medals in ma- masturbating before breakfast. When when you think nostalgically about that time when you were ab- about Miles' age, yeah. what toy is the is the go-to Man. In, in your brain? That was the time where Transformers were just starting to get shitty. Like yeah. then you were starting to get the Dinobots and and the Transformers that you'd wind up mm-hmm. and then they'd They'd roll and then and pop, they'd up. pop up. I had that one. Yeah. Shittiest Transformer yeah, totally, ever. Totally. Totally. Shittiest Transformer ever. <coughs> uh, so what the fuck? It was really... I don't... I'm not nostalgic about any toys then. I'm nostalgic about comic books then. Really? For sure. Huh. Because that I, was I when I was... I was at, at that age, I was able to ride my bike to Westmont to go play Gauntlet at the 7-Eleven, oh, wow. drink Slurpees, and then buy comic books at the comic book store down there. And okay. I would buy... Adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters and every other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ripoff Rip book off. there was. <laughs> Battle frogs. Yeah, all that shit. Um, and I remember being fascinated by the Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> toy, but I don't think I. Yeah, I don't think I was into anything. That I think I lost, like all that was. I lost all my. And that was the sixth grade. I lost all my toys in the great garage sale of '87. Just <laughs> the all sixth grade. Oh, all shit. my GI Joes. All everything. <laughs> See, I never had GJ Joe's. Well, I fifth had, grade I is had a tough like, year. Like, who buys toys in the fifth grade? Right. I think I. I think I. I had. I had maybe two GI Joes, but my thing was um, Legos and Mask. Mask was pretty cool. That was my favorite. My favorite thing was I had a. a I think I was ten, and my dad got me the Boulder Hills playset. I remember that. And and then. The next year, I got the Thundercats Mountain. Do you remember StarTech? Yes. That shit was cool. Fuck yes. Like, Star really Tech cool, cool shit. StarTech was the ones with the magnets on them, Magnets right? and, like, windy shit. Windy shit, yeah. Yeah, that, I <clears throat> actually was talking to somebody about StarTech a while ago. Um, yeah, the, I had the, the shuttle, and I had the, um, you know, the bad guy shuttle with a, that looked like a... Don't Not the space shuttle. The, the the bad guy... Did it look like a big purple triangle or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was a big black triangle. It yeah. looked like a B-2 bomber or something yeah. like that. And it had two drones that came off the top of it. Yeah. And a, a big uh, cargo hatch that you could put a, a vehicle, a different vehicle that you had to buy in. Yeah, any any, any allowance money I had went into StarTech and Mask. You know what's weird is they don't make play sets 
anymore. Like, that was a big thing. Yeah. Action figures. And then where the fuck do you play with your action figures? You yeah. buy the Dagobah playset right. or the fucking G.I. Joe base or... <laughs> I always got playsets from garage sales. Right on. My dad, my dad, I, I got the Dagobah and I got the... Uh, the uh, Ewok playset. The Endor one, yeah. Uh, years after they were not popular. I mean, I was getting them when I was like 11 or 12, mm. which I shouldn't. I, I, I was like, 11 I didn't, or 12 I didn't is the time where you're, you're, it's awkward because you still want that shit. Yeah. But, but you're not actually interested in playing with it anymore. Just having it. You just yeah. really want it. Yeah. And that never left us. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. we settled in there. And that's it. Like, I look at some of the reissues of some of the old Mattel toys. Or maybe it was Kenner. Kenner, Kenner, Kenner. Yeah, man. Like, they're reissuing uh, the original figures, but in, like, 80-inch versions. You know what's really sad to me is that the toys, not... Thank you.